Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know you're saving for retirement. That is good. And as the big day gets closer, the question becomes, where do you stash all of your retirement savings? So on today's show, we're going to cover some ways to save... Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everyone. This is Cruising Through Retirement. Kevin Brooker is here. He is driving us today in that hot car that we just heard right there. Kevin is a fiduciary. He's an investment advisor representative at Silverleaf Financial. That's his company. You'll find silverleaffinancial.com, the website. He's been helping folks for more than 30 years, and he's had time to write a book called The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. All of that and so much more. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? It is going very well, Steve. Always good to be here. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, uh, you know, you you really have seen so much in terms of 30-plus years helping folks. And and it seems to me that, that, one, in the time that we've been doing this show, which is a couple years at least, maybe three, um, yes. your, your passion for this business and your knowledge is just – you're just endless. Oh, you know what? I really, I really appreciate that. And I tell you what, yes, there's, I started in 1990 in this business. So it's, it's definitely my, not my first rodeo. And, and sometimes, you know, I sit back and I say, I feel like I know enough that I could actually write a book about this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so then I said, you know what, once I got the inertia going, um, we did, and we put together the book on long-term care and, uh, and, and guys, let me tell you, if anybody is concerned, if you or your family, your spouse, if you're concerned about long-term care, how about if I can show you a way that you can do it with tax-free money? That'll save you 20, 30, maybe 40% right there. And I can show you how you can reposition your assets, how we can set it up so that if somebody needs you or your wife or your spouse needs long-term care, we can do it with tax-free money. But you know what? If you don't need it for, for care, you keep the money. This isn't a premium that you send to somebody else and you never see it again if you don't use it. It doesn't work that way. These are your assets. You own them. And if you don't need it for long-term care, you could spend it yourself or you could leave it to a beneficiary. And, and I go over a lot of these things in that book. So please uh, feel free to re- you know, 
Look, look, take a look at that book. It's free. You just need to make the request. Sure. Just go to silverleaffinancial.com and uh, there you will find it. You can also reach Kevin right there on the website as well. And you got me, you got me thinking here. So we get closer to retirement. Um, if we don't really have a plan in place. All we've got is accounts and that needs to change. I mean, or we're not going to get to where we want to be. Now, you know what, or, or you might, yeah, yeah, right. Because you might wind up someplace you really don't want. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and so that's why, you know, it's so important. I tell you, we, one of the one of the things we used to say, or some people you know, probably still say, um, is that the, one of the problems I think I'd say as people or human beings, or at least as Americans, is that a lot of people spend much more time planning their one week vacation than they do their 20 or 30 year retirement. Oh, that's very and, true. And right. Isn't that, I mean, when you talk, when you talk to people like, oh, I went to this website, I went to that website and I talked to all these friends and I talked to the travel agents and I. Yeah. And they're spending a lot of time researching this that's going to last a week. And they're spending hours and hours and hours researching it. And then I say, well, you know, your retirement could be 30 years, right? So so how much more time have you put into that? And 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 typically the thing is, well, that's, you know, they, then they kind of drop their – they don't have as happy of an expression, you know? So it's a lot more enjoyable, I guess, people planning for folks to plan their vacation than it is a retirement – and when I say, you know what, if you put that much time into planning retirement, it is going to be so enjoyable. You can take any vacation wherever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. And, and so I would just encourage people to, to, to sit down. And if it's not something that, that you want to do that you really you know, enjoy doing, which let's face it, a lot of people don't enjoy doing it. And that's why they hire somebody like me. All right. And we can help you figure it out and figure out the best investments and, and the timing of the investments. You see, because it's one thing to invest the money as you're growing it. Uh, and as you're working, and we say that's a period for accumulation, right? The sole focus is growing the nest egg, and 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 obviously you, you don't want to lose it at the same time. But the focus is on growth. But then when you get to retirement, we've talked about before uh, how that how your mindset really needs to change. The way you think about your assets, it's not with such a focus on growth anymore as it is on distribution or decumulation. And you want to make sure that that you, we approach this um, with the attitude that we want to make sure that it lasts and that it can provide you with the income that you need, right? Mm -hmm. Because nobody wants to run out of money when they're you know 83 years old no. or any age for any age for that matter. Well, yeah. um, you know, but especially the later in life, the farther you are out of the workforce, you know, the longer you've been out of the workforce, chances are you're not going to be able to get back in there at anywhere near the same pay scale because things change, right? And mm -hmm. so that's why, that's what I, what I think about is uh, you, you know, the greeters at Walmart and, and uh, you go into these. So bottom line, you're probably looking at a minimum wage job. If you have to come back into the workforce as a senior, having been out of the workforce for, for many years. And I don't know that a lot of people want to do that. Uh, I know some people enjoy doing it. They like the social aspect of it. And if that's the case, more power to you, go for it. Um, and by the way, guys, if anybody has an inclination to keep on working in retirement, I would strongly recommend it. I would encourage you to do that because I think it helps to keep you feel connected to the community. A lot of people have a sense of more, more of a sense of identity or belonging from their job, from the work. So if that's how you feel, keep on working. Maybe just downshift to part-time uh, to keep some cash coming in 
And that's going to be an amazing buffer for you in retirement. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, one of the things that we talk about in, in terms of t- what, where do we put our money? And, um, you know, there's always, there's always in the mattress, but uh, that may not be yeah, right, <laughs> the right. best place. But uh, again, topping the list here, at least in my mind, it's got to be annuities. And, and I know we have conversations about annuities a lot, but there are, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to know about how they can really, really be a, a, a you know, a key part of our retirement that, that gives us the income that we need and want. It, you, no question about it. No question about it. And, and, and guys, anybody that, you know, if you hear the word annuity and, and you roll your eyes or you look the other way, or you think you understand them all, uh, unless you're somebody that's been dealing with these for years and years and years, um, you probably are, are doing yourself a disservice. All right. Cause a lot of people have, a, they just don't understand how they work. Uh, they think they're all the same. And, and I always say that, they're nothing, they have some common characteristics and I wouldn't lump them all together any more than I would say all cars are the same. All right. They've all got common characteristics, right? Yeah. But does anybody think all cars are the same? No. They're obviously not, right? Yeah. They've all got tires, I guess. They've all got a steering wheel as far as I know. Um, And some other common features, just like annuities, there are some common features, of course, but there's as big of a variety amongst annuities as there is variety amongst different makes and models of cars. And I think if you started to think about it that way, it, it, it would make more sense to you because just like, you know, all cars can't go zero to 60 in you know, three and a half seconds. Some of them can, I think that, I think the new Corvette can do that. Oh yeah. All right. And, and, you know, but they can't all do that. Right. And, and so it's the same thing with annuities. Some of them will have great performance features. Others won't. Right. Some cars, you could, you could spend a million dollars on a car. You, you, actually, I think you could spend two or three million if you want to go out and buy a Bugatti. Um, yeah, because I've got, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't yeah. we all? Yeah, I've, got, I've got two in my garage. You know, and my point being is there's a tremendous variety amongst automobiles and the same variety exists amongst annuities. And so what you want to look at, you want to make talk to somebody that knows what they're doing, that's got experience, has been doing this a long time. And preferably they're independent because then they're not beholden to any particular company. They don't have any quotas to meet. They don't have any restrictions on what they can or can't recommend. And that, and what I'm saying is a lot of captive individuals that work for a company that are employed by a company and think of the biggest brokerage firms you can think of, they can only offer what their firm says they can offer. So there could be a product out there that would be a much better one for you, but they can't recommend it if their firm hasn't already approved it. And so it's important that you understand that um, because there are big differences from advi- between one advisor and another in terms of what they can and can't recommend uh, and what they have available to them to recommend. And there's also a difference in fiduciary. You guys might know the fiduciary is the highest standard of care. A fiduciary advisor is gonna put your interest first and do what is best for you. Whereas the lower standard is a suitability standard. That just means you check a box and you fit a profile. It doesn't mean that what they're recommending is necessarily best for you. It just means it fits the profile. All right. And about half the industry does not operate a fiduciary standard. So, so those are just a couple of points I want to mention to you guys before we jump into the annuity conversation a little more. And I want to talk a little bit about fixed annuities. Okay. And I'm talking about plain vanilla, Steve, plain vanilla, like a bank CD. All right. All right. Cool. And, and why don't we start there? And I want to mention to everybody that as interest rates have gone higher, one of the really nice, this has been really, really good for savers, okay? Anybody that's borrowing money or has credit card debt or looking to get a mortgage, no. 
I'm sorry, unfortunately, it's not the best, you know, it's not a good environment when interest rates go higher. But for those of us that are saving, that have money put away, seeing those interest rates go higher is fantastic, okay? And interest rates now in, in Arizona, and I'm saying that because not every state has it, about 19 or 20 states, you can, you can get a guaranteed interest rate of 5.75 for five years, guaranteed, just under a 6% return, guaranteed, no fees, no charges, no ifs, and or buts. You know exactly what you're going to get. And guys, that's the highest rate we've seen in over 15 years. Oh, no kidding. So it, it is. It really is. It was 07, I believe, was the last time we we're at this level. And so if anybody's, if anybody's interested in guaranteed interest, take a look at your bank and see what they're offering. All right. And then give me a call because I, I promise you they're not offering anywhere near the 575 that I can that we can guarantee to you. All right. So it's something worth taking a look at if you'd like a guaranteed rate of return. Uh, it's much higher than we've seen in a long time. By all means, I, I recommend it to all my clients that are looking for any guaranteed interest. And so uh, when you talk about a fixed annuity, that the, the, the key word there is fixed. And does that mean that we're not going to feel any downside? Yes. And in this case, when, when it does, it does. And when I, when I talk about a fixed annuity, to be called a fixed annuity, it means they have to have in, in, in a guarantee. They have a guarantee that you cannot lose any money, first okay. of all. All right. Um, now, there's a couple different types, like I was talking before. There are different types of annuities, just like different types of cars. And with a plain vanilla fixed annuity, what we call, uh, we, we call it a multi-year guaranteed rate, which is really interesting. MIGA, we call it. And that just means it's a guaranteed rate. So 5.75 for five years, that's a guaranteed fixed rate annuity. Uh, you cannot lose money and the interest rate is guaranteed. So you get a contractual guarantee um, that, that, uh, that comes, with, uh, com comes to you when you invest in this policy. Now, there's another type of fixed annuity called an index annuity. And the nice thing about those, which is I am a big, big fan of, you can't lose any money in those. And when you make, you make money tied to growth in the stock market. So if the S&P 500 goes up, you're going to make money as it's going higher. And then the beautiful thing about this index annuity is that we can lock in your gains every year. Or it could be every two years, but we lock them in. And so if you put in 100000 and it gains, I don't know, let's say 7%, then now you've got 107,000 that is guaranteed and locked in. So if the market drops in that second year, you don't lose a dime. You stay at 107, okay? There is no other vehicle that works that way. It's unique to annuities where you lock in the gains. And the nice thing about this, with an index contract, you lock in the gains on, every, on, on your anniversary automatically, but you stay invested, meaning you still have the opportunity to grow more money. Even though you've got, a, you've got a floor where you cannot go below, like the example I just gave, you had 100, it grew to 107. Mm -hmm. Now 107 is your floor and you can't lose it, okay? And what I'm doing is I'm trying to contrast that uh, with, some, with another area of annuities without getting too confusing. There are some variable contracts out there. These are typically the ones that have the highest expenses. Um, you invest in basically mutual funds inside of the policy. They call them sub-accounts. But there's a lot of expenses. And some of them do have a feature that allows you to lock in, okay, a gain, but then you're sitting in cash. You're sitting in like a money market account for the rest of, for, for another extended period of time. In other words, you don't still participate in the gains once you lock it in until, until further down the road. And so that's a big difference. A lot of people don't realize either that I've run into when they're talking about comparing these types of products. And this is why I know it's confusing. It can be complicated. And that's why it's important to work with somebody that has experience 
and that is operating as a fiduciary because he or she is going to do the best they can to find the best fit for what you're trying to do. Well, I think one of the one of the to me one of the cautions is depending on who you're talking about an annuity with. If it's a if it's just a broker dealer, well, you know you gotta you gotta ask yourself what's in it for them, and is it enough, and and are they getting taken care of themselves rather than me? And I'm not trying to point fingers. I'm just saying it happens. It it does happen. And and you know another question that somebody could ask. What's that? Is do you or your firm get bonuses from the company issuing Ooh, this product? Now we're talking. Right? Do you guys get a bonus after you sell X amount of this product? <laughs> right? Yeah. Guys, because because a lot of times they do. Okay. And you know, back in the back in the nineties, these companies used to give us trips. Like you, you know, sell a million dollars worth of this product and we'll send you and your wife to the Bahamas for the weekend. Okay. And it was very it was very common. Uh, and then the regulators came in and said, no, we got to eliminate those. You can't have these incentive-based contests. So what they all figured out was a different way to basically do the same thing. All right. And some very, very big firms, the one that's on like every corner. Yes. Um, it's got a person's name and, and it's on every corner. Um, they paid a big, big, big settlement to regulators several years ago because they didn't tell their customers that the reason they were recommending in this case, I believe it was American funds. They didn't tell them that they were getting paid on the side. They were getting paid bonuses for putting all their clients in these same funds. Okay. And so I guess theoretically, it doesn't necessarily mean they did something inappropriate or incorrectly, but to me, ethically, that's just the wrong thing to do. All right. Because I have to disclose and tell everybody what compensation I'm receiving. Right. Right. But there's a, but there's a loophole there. They don't have to, they don't have to report that. You know, and it's and it's ridiculous. It's not an even playing field. And so it's really important that that folks just ask the questions, you know, are you getting any of the bonuses, you know, because of volume that you or your firm or your office does, mm -hmm. because that's how it works. They pay them on volume. They get a bonus. Um, and but but clients don't know about it. They don't send you a statement and they certainly don't tell you about it. So with an annuity, how much of my portfolio is going to be, would you think would be good in an annuity? Because I know it shouldn't be everything. No, I don't, I don't personally recommend everything. Although I do have clients that put everything in them. Okay. Um, because you know, the way some people answer that question, some advisors, How's that? they say, well, Steve, how much do you want to protect? <laughs> how much of your portfolio do you want to keep safe? Yeah. And if you, and if you say, well, I want to keep all of it safe. Well, then, then I can't got... tell you, then I can't recommend you put it in the stock market. Do you understand? I, so, yeah. wow. You, you know, wow. so, so, so you want to listen, you want to have a dialogue though. Okay. Because the other thing that guys, you want to know, and, and I'm not saying, and, and annuity sales people are no better and they're no worse than stockbrokers. Okay. They just sell different products. They recommend different products, but what you'll find if you talk to them and you really listen to what they're doing and what they're saying, the stockbrokers typically always suggest your money should be in the stock market, stocks and bonds. Sure. That's where your money should be, yep. right? And they'll give you a million reasons why. Then you talk, and he's probably not licensed to sell an annuity. Now you talk to somebody that's licensed for annuities, but they're not licensed for stocks and bonds. We call those securities. So they're not securities licensed. And they're going to say, well, why would you take the risk of putting it in the stock market? You could lose all your money or lose half of it. We've seen that three times in the last 20 years. So you should probably go with this annuity over here. And so what I'm suggesting is that when you sit down with somebody, make sure that they can offer and that they're licensed legally, that they can recommend an annuity if that's the best thing for you. 
if you say you want safety, right, then I'm going to say you have to, you should look at an, an annuity. If you say, you know what, I want maximum growth, Kevin, I want to see 50, I'd like to see 15% growth on my money. Then I'm going to say, you're probably not going to get that with the annuity. You got to take risk to do that, which means we got to be buying some stocks. Mm -hmm. And so that means you've got to be comfortable with the possibility that you could lose money. All right. Cause I don't care who you are. Even the best investors in the world lose money sometimes. And depending on what's happening in the economy, you could have the best stocks out there, the, 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 the best fundamentals, the best prognosis um, that are rated high by everybody. But if the market crashes for some extraneous reason, you're probably still going to lose money. And, and, and so it's really important. The first thing that I like to do, going back to that question that Steve asked a minute ago about how much you should have in there, mm -hmm. the first thing I want to figure out is how comfortable you are with risk. I don't actually want to start with the annuity. I want to start with how much you're comfortable risking. All right. Because once I figure out that apart, if you say, well, you know what, maybe I risk a third of my portfolio and the other two thirds, I want to make sure it's safe. All right. Because I want to know how much risk you can take. And then I'm going to kind of come around the other side. And I'm going to say, okay, then that means we have to put X amount in something safe. An index annuity is a fantastic vehicle in my view for somebody that's a conservative investor but you want to see a better return than the 5% or so that we're talking about on a guaranteed basis, right? But you still don't want to risk losing money. And I can show you index annuities that if you had them for the last 10 years, you'd have made on average 8% a year, 9% a year, and that's with no risk of a loss. And so if, if that return, what I suggest to people, I, say, I would say, Steve, if you'd be comfortable with making 8% and we can get you, we can meet your goals, and you can live the life you want to live if we see those returns, then I don't know that you have to take the chance in the stock market. All right. Maybe, sure. do, it with, maybe do it with a piece of your portfolio, but definitely don't have all of it in there. All sure. Right? Sure. And so what a typical rule of thumb, though, just to bring it, bring it back home, is whatever your age, that's the percentage you should have in something safe. Okay. So if you're so like the rule 30, of 100 or something? It's the rule of 100. I try to simplify it and just make it simple and say, <laughs> how, how old are you are? That's how much you should All probably right. have in something safe. So in other words, if you're 30, you pro you're, you're fine having 70% of your portfolio in stocks. But if you're 70, then maybe you should only hit, you know, you should have yeah, far less. Probably have a lot less. Yeah. And then, so, so I, that's my rule of thumb. Well, let me ask you this. So if I find, let's say several years ago, I was sold an annuity, which had nothing to do with the rest of my retirement plan. Can you take a look at it and tell me, because I think there's a lot of people who I don't know what I bought or why. And can yes. you look at it and, and give us some insight? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. And the answer is yes, definitely. Um, and that's exactly what I do. All right. Because guys, the, pardon me, the truth is, Virtually every client that I that I bring on board these days, they are almost always with another advisor at the time. All right. They've got another broker. They've got an advisor. And they feel like it's time to make a change. Maybe they're not happy with the communication or the results they're getting or any number of things. Um, but they always they always come from another advisor. And so the first thing that I like to start off with is where are you at right now? I want to see where you're at now. And that means looking at the statements that you have from your brokerage accounts, your stocks and your bonds, your mutual funds, whatever you own in your brokerage account, as well as any other investments you hold. Um, and, and so we can look at everything that you have. And then we're going to start looking at, at all your bills, right? We'll look at what you owe. And then we want to take a look at income sources uh, and expenses in retirement. And so we, we're looking at the balance sheet and the income statement for, for those of you that are uh, 
the economic students out there. Okay. And, and so, all right, so that's where we start off. So we can look at the annuity. I can look at it. I can analyze it. And I can show you how much you're paying in expenses, how much you're uh, making in profit. And I'll tell you something, with a lot of these variable contracts, a lot of folks are surprised that about half of their, of, of their profits over the years were actually lost due to expenses. And, and a lot of folks are shocked at that. But when, when you break down the variable annuity, this is the one that can easily have at least 3%, sometimes 4% in annual expenses. All right. And guys, that's your hurdle. That means you've got to get over that number before you even make a profit. So, I mean, the first three to 4%, that's, th those are huge, huge expenses. And, and I, I don't recommend, I don't recommend anybody do those. I can get you the same guarantees. I can get you the same safety in many other vehicles that have far, far lower expenses. You don't have to be paying three to 3% or more. You don't even have to be paying 2%. So if you're paying anywhere over that, by all means, give me a call. I'd be happy to look at it and, and, and show you how we can save you some money. 800-975-6717. That's the number, 800-975-6717. Or just visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. And if I had, uh, you know, a, a variable annuity and and I bring it to you, how are you, how do you, if I say, can you fix it or does it need fixing? What kinds of things can you do? Because I know there's a thousand and eight rules for for every annuity. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And and you're and you're you're spot on. There are there are there are a bunch of rules that we do have to follow. Um, and and so the I guess the best way I could say it is the first thing is going to come down to how long you've held it. Okay. Um, if this is something that you just purchased like one or two years ago, chances are there's nothing we can do about it. All right. Um, I mean, let me, let me say it this way. You can always sell it and get out of it if you wanted to, but chances are you're going to pay surrender charges. Um, you know, that could be easily six or 7%. Um, it, there's a lot of factors that determine how much those charges will be. Um, the, the length of the contract, you know, is one of them. Mm -hmm. So if you've only had it recently, if it's only been a year or two years, chances are there's not a lot of flexibility in terms of what you can do. We can, we should always look at it though. Don't just write it off because this is something you know, you know what, guys, what I even what I offer to, to, to everybody, uh, first of all, I don't charge anything for meetings or consultations, office visits over the phone, wh whatever it is. Um, the only thing that I ask is that if it, it, I recommend something to you and you decide to pursue it, my only re request is that you pursue it through me because that's how I make my living. All right. So I call it a gentleman's agreement, but I don't charge for visits or phone calls. And so what if somebody could do if you have a, a contract, an annuity you'd like me to take a look at? We could actually talk on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes and you could email it to me. You don't even have to come into the office if you don't want to. And you could send it to me so I can take a look and I can research it and analyze it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get back to you and, and I'll tell you what your alternatives are. And, and as we're saying, if it's a short period of time, a lot of times that reduces flexibility. But if you've had it, if you had it at least three years, then, then the chances are good that you may be able to get out of it. It could be by getting out of that annuity and going into a different annuity. Um, if it's, if it's uh, non-qualified, meaning there's just regular money, it's not retirement money. Um, if you have gains in the policy, if you withdraw it or pull it out, you will have to pay taxes. So some people like to keep it inside of an annuity because it keeps the tax deferred. And so you can do a tr direct transfer to a new company and you avoid taxation. All right. Just like if you have an IRA and you transfer it to a new company, you don't get taxed on the transfer and you don't get taxed until you withdraw the money. It's the same principle with annuities. Uh, with a non-qualified one. But the other thing you could do, sometimes people will take the money out because 
maybe they got into something that they had, they didn't realize all the expenses they were paying. And then they say, you know what, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. And so it, it's going to come down to what expenses are involved and, and how long you've owned it. Um, and, and, and what, you know, and if you've had it a long time, you know, something, Steve, a lot of people else don't realize a lot of annuities were sold in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years um, that have income guarantees on them. And, and these can be wonderful things if you're going to use it for income, mm -hmm. right? Because a nice thing about annuities, it's the only account that will keep on paying you even after it's gone to zero. No other, ask, go talk to your banker, ask right. your banker, right? Yeah. Say, say, you know what? My annuity will guarantee me money even after it's zero. So I'd like you guys to do the same thing for me. What do you think? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to, he's probably going to think you're a comedian. Um, you know, he's going to laugh or she, all right. There's no other account that will do that. And so if you're using it for income, it could be a wonderful feature. But let me tell you something. A lot of people have these. They don't realize how it works. Their advisor or broker didn't really explain it to them. And then I say, well, really, there's two different values on the account. And they look at me like a deer in the headlights. And I say, okay, because what you have is you have your actual account value, which we, is called your accumulated value. And then you have what you call your income base or your income value. And uh, it, it's complicated, all right? But you need to understand it because most companies charge a fee for, for the income guarantee, and they charge the fee based on the income value. All right. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you how, let me give you an example. So somebody puts in a hundred grand, they leave it alone for 10 years. Uh, they've got an income guarantee of 7% a year increases, right? So after 10 years, your income value is going to be 200,000 roughly when you put in 100. Um, but maybe you haven't had great performance and maybe your account value has only gone up, you know, three or 4% a year because of the expenses you're paying on this variable contract. And so you've got an account value that maybe is worth 130,000, but your income is 200. And guess what? You're paying the fee on the 200. You're paying the fee on the higher amount. Wow. Okay. So you, the, your, your broker might've told you, yeah, they're charging a 1% fee. And you might think most people would think that the 1% is on the actual account value, but I'm, I'm got to give you bad news. No, that 1% fee is on the higher value. Wow. All right. Amen. So in this case, you'd be paying $2,000 a year on an account that's worth 130000 okay? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't realize that. And, and um, you know, so it's very important to understand that you don't want to pay, right? None, none of us want to pay for something that we're not going to use, right? Right. Do, would, it, would it make any sense to go out and buy that million-dollar Bugatti if you're just going to leave it sit there? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, to <laughs> me, the answer is no. Maybe it actually would. Maybe you're a collector and maybe it would make sense. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Well, my I point, mean... My, you want to use it, right? If you're paying for it, you want to get some use out. Of course. I, you know, just as we're t talking here, I, I did a little uh, research. And so there's a company, there's an organization called the LIMRA -L Annuity Research. You familiar with them? LIMRA. Yes, I am. Yeah, LIMRA. Okay. Well, they, <laughs> you talk about annuities and, and how they're really sort of coming around. Uh, annuity sales rose 39% the last three months of 22 to 87.2 billion dollars marking the third consecutive quarter that annuity sales set a record. Yes. They're and, they're and so, out there in big ways. They're out there in big ways and 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 more and more people are discovering that these can be really wonderful products. They can be fantastic investments, all right? But again, like everything else, you've got to shop around, you've got to talk to people that understand how these work and they're not just recommending the same thing to everybody. 
And guys, I've, I've, I've been in this, I've been, as we talked about, I've been in this business for 33 years. I spent 10 years of my career managing a brokerage office in Chicago. And I have trained and managed over a thousand different brokers cumulatively over that period of time. So I've got a very good idea how brokers think and how they work. Of course. And a lot, a lot of them are lazy and they don't want to put in all the work that it takes to stay on top of dozens and dozens of different companies with dozens of different products. Okay. Cause it takes a lot of work. I'm, I, I do it every day. Every day I'm getting updates on, on who's offering what, what's working, what's not working. You're, and it does take a lot of time. And so a lot of folks, a lot of brokers just say, you know what, this is a good policy. I'll just recommend the same thing to everybody. And I, and I, and then they learn that one, like the, they know it like the back of their hand, because that's the only thing they recommend to everybody. All right. And, and so, and I've always said to myself, and, and when I, if, if I had a broker that was doing that, I'd say, well, well, John, how can this same thing be the best investment for everybody? Because in my book, it can't. It it's can't. Just, no. It's, it's impossible. Well, right? Common sense would tell you that. That's, that's, but the thing is, nobody, nobody knows unless you see all the business that, are, that the broker is doing. True. The client would, the client would never know. True. Right? True. And they just, they might be impressed because they say, wow, this guy really knows, knows everything about this annuity. But, but what they don't know is that's the only one that he knows. And, and so it, it, it's really important to take a look around because the, the expenses vary dramatically. I can show you contracts that have no fees, no expenses. And you'd have made 7% a year for the last decade if you owned it with no risk of a loss. And, and so they're out there, but it takes a lot of work to find them. And, and it's just like, it's just like, you know, your grocery store, maybe one week, the, your, your local grocery store has the best deal on a gallon of milk, but then the next week it's a different store that has the best deal on a sure. gallon of milk. Yep. Right. And the week after that, it's yet a different store, right? It's the same thing in this space. It's the same thing in the investment space. These companies, they, they change their terms. The asset managers, the, the carriers will change the terms. When they when they want to uh, when they want to do more business, they offer better terms to the customer. And guess what? A lot more money goes to them because they're offering better terms, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that every week. That doesn't mean every week they've got the best investment solution for you. All right. So it matters. It does make a big difference, you know, at the time you're doing it, that you look around and that you work with somebody that that that's got a broad shelf space. Another, you know, think of that grocery store again. You could walk into it like you go into a, a convenience store. They've got a small store and they've got a limited amount of offerings, right? Right. There's a lot of brokers that operate that way. They've got a limited amount of offerings. It doesn't mean that's everything that's out there. It's just everything that they have. Right. But then, but then you go to someplace like a Costco or a Sam's Club and you're like, holy cow. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's, there's a ton of stuff out there, right? Yeah, right. And, and so I think of myself as that big, big, big superstore because I work with almost 50 different carriers and I'm constantly looking at who's off, offering the best terms. And that's how I make my recommendations. It has nothing to do with who I'm employed by or, or any incentives. I don't get any of those. I don't have any of those deals. I don't do those. I am just looking at the terms, trying to find the best solution. And I believe that's why my clients have stuck with me. Uh, some of them for over 20 years, some of them 25 years, um, many of them for more than a decade. And I believe it's because they know that I'm doing my best to take care of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, right now does seem to be a great time to, to, to have that conversation. And if you already have an annuity, folks, call, give Kevin a call, go on in and or even just over the phone, have that conversation, make sure you understand what you have and, and then give it and make sure that you understand the reason why you have it. Because as we like to say, purpose determines placement. 
It does. 100%, guys. By all means, take me up, look me up on the, uh, on the online and go to silverleaffinancial.com. You can send me an email or fill out the contact form. I'll be happy to call you. We can talk on the phone and see if we're a good fit. And if you might want to you know, come in and sit down face to face. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.